0: Hello and welcome to Technical Terms podcast number six with me, Simon Ward. And today I'm going to be covering indemnity clauses in commercial contracts, how to step through the minefield without losing your head or your business. Now, few terms in a commercial contract are negotiated with such intensity as indemnity clauses, and rightly so. Providing an indemnity which increases your risk from acceptable to roughly the size of the Northern Hemisphere, is a mistake that you are likely to make only once. Hopefully, your bank account and your business will survive. Now, an indemnity is a promise to pay for any loss or damage that is incurred by another person where an agreed event occurs. For example, it's very common for software contracts to state that the supplier will indemnify the customer if the software infringes the intellectual property rights of a third party. These are usually considered fair and reasonable, as it would be unfair for the customer to be forced to pay damages if it turned out that the software code was or contained aspects that were copied unlawfully. It's for the supplier to do their homework. In most cases, the supplier will provide a warranty that the software is free from copied code, and then an indemnity clause will state that if the warranty is breached, damages will be payable by the supplier to compensate the customer for all of their losses. Well, that's all well and good, but often indemnities simply don't work like that. For example, by agreeing to indemnify one party, you will or you may find yourself responsible for the actions of a third party, over which you have no control. To make things even worse, there's no obligation on the party you're indemnifying to mitigate their losses. In other words, they don't have to take steps to reduce the impact of whatever they're claiming for. So they can sit back while their losses accrue, that's passive income for you, and in their own good time, issue you with a hefty invoice, payable on receipt. Well, if you're not fearful enough already, the chances are that you'll be unable to rely on any limitation of liability clause in the contract. Assuming that such a clause is present, it will normally be expressed to exclude the indemnity. As a last resort, you may look to your insurer. However, don't bank on them coming to your rescue, as many insurers simply will not provide cover for unlimited liabilities, or rather unlimited indemnities, And you can be sure that they will have made that crystal clear somewhere deep within the policy wording. Worst scenario, your business falls. Well, by now, it should be clear that if you're asked to agree to an indemnity clause, you should treat such a move with the same caution you would if you discovered an unexploded World War II shell in your back garden. However, that doesn't mean that the choices are simply to accept a risky indemnity or ditch the contract altogether. If you're asked to provide an indemnity, here's what you need to do. First of all, ensure that you limit its scope to things that you have actual or at least some control over. State the types of loss that can be recovered and those that can't. Only agree to indemnify in respect of losses that are reasonably foreseeable or are directly caused by the breach. Now this will require careful negotiation with the other side and very precise drafting. Very importantly, include a duty on the other side to use their best endeavors to mitigate their losses. If possible, set out the steps that you need them to take. You'll also want to ensure that you have the right to take over conduct of the claim which the other side has received from a third party. After all, you're the one who's going to be paying the bill and footing the costs. Make sure you list every step the other party must take when they receive a claim and ensure that if they fail to do so, the indemnity will become invalid perhaps most importantly of all impose a cap on the level of damages recoverable under the indemnity and a time scale for claiming then before signing the contract contact your insurance broker to arrange the necessary cover that will enable you to sleep at night well accurate drafting is as vital as robust negotiation when it comes to indemnity clauses so much can go wrong For the indemnifying party, the dangers of signing up to paying out unlimited sums in respect of matters over which you have no control are very real. Equally, for organisations that legitimately wish to protect their interests by requesting fair and reasonable indemnities, like the example we talked about with a software contract, the danger is that the indemnity may be watered down to such an extent that when crunch time comes, it's no indemnity at all. Best advice is to obtain professional advice from someone who deals with negotiating commercial contracts and indemnities on a regular basis. Now, I hope this has been helpful to you. And if you'd like to discuss anything that I've raised in this podcast, please do feel free to contact me, Simon Ward, at Simon at terms.co.uk. I've endeavoured to state the law accurately, but please note that this does not constitute formal legal advice. You should always take advice on commercial contracts from a lawyer or other professionally qualified advisor.